Combine keyword research and keyword clusters with your internal linking strategy to increase your page relevancy. With Orit Mutznik, Director of SEO at DataCamp. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain, and this is SEO in 2022. Orit, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Well, exactly what you just said, David. Uh, I want to combine keyword research, internal linking, keyword clusters. I think that's the top. Uh, internal linking is uh, essentially, in my book, the number one strategy. So you just have to be smarter about it in 2022. Okay, so let's dive into it in a little bit more depth. So firstly, what are keyword clusters? And then how do you combine keyword research and keyword clusters? So keyword clusters uh, is essentially finding a full set of, of context onto one page. So that is a group of keywords, all very much similar, that you can actually target all in one page. Uh, there are tools that do that the, these days. Uh, for example, um, yeah, Keyword Insights, for example, that's a very good tool that I use uh, to actually plug in a list of keywords that you will pull up from a tool like, for example, SEMrush or uh, Keyword Tool.io, another tool that I uh, really like working with. Uh, and you plug in the list of keywords, you plug in your search volumes, and then you plug it into that tool. And the output that you get would be that um, this cluster would be the most efficient one to use on a specific page. So right now, this is your, the performance of every keywords in the cluster. And if you create a page that uses all these cluster keywords together, then uh, the, the likelihood is that um, there will be a boost on your page. However, that is very, that it's quite complicated to do because, uh, you know, you don't want to get too repetitive uh, and have... Um, too much context on the page. So this is when internal linking comes in uh, and can help you solve this problem. Uh, I think this is something that uh, was very helpful to me uh, when I was in e-commerce and I'm looking into things to do that day in data camp, which is a different space. Uh, but um, so essentially how you would go about this is uh, you do your keyword research. Uh, you look at your, you take a look at your search volumes uh, that relate to the pages that you want to create. And what you do then is you take the top, uh, the top searches that are relevant, uh, and then you would uh, turn those into your uh, internal links. You would prioritize them to be your internal links. So you would create the content based on keyword clusters, the ones that you are able to use, but still making the page really accessible, natural looking and readable. And everything else that you uh, want to add on top of that will be a combination of the remaining of your keyword cluster and the top searched most relevant keywords in that cluster. So then you would have the copy written and then you would have those internal links. So in an e-commerce site, for example, uh, that would be a good idea to have a sort of a filter. That's the way I use it. Uh, for example, you have um, a page on dresses, for example. So you would be using uh, context and clusters to create uh, the text in the category page. It's it's an art because it's something mm. that should be quite short. We don't want to push the products 
too much down. So we have to really prioritize the the keywords that we use. And then comes internal linking. So that will complement and create the the filters of of what you want to use. So whatever you couldn't include in the text in that category page, you could include as links to discover more, discover more essentially from from this point onwards and the discover more links are strategically built based off that keyword research and those clusters that you couldn't include and then you would go about and do that uh, with each and every single page uh, that you link to and then you have a solid strategy that's very much very much relevant from a clustering perspective and from a search volume perspective Wonderful summary. Thank you. And I like how you describe it as an art because SEO, great SEO is a mixture between art and science, isn't it? And the the recipe is getting the mixture just right. Exactly. Because I think, you know, where a lot of us have seen Google evolve, you know, people who are uh, been in SEO for over a decade have seen, you know, it's been the most interesting and most fascinating times in SEO to see how Google has evolved in basically ranking content and evaluating the quality of the content. So it used to be much easier, right? Mm. Uh, so right now it's it's not easy at all. So this is why it has to evolve into the the level of, of art because we still sort of have the same principles. We want to nail the context, right? We want to rank at the end of the day. That's the goal. Uh, so, but also there is a, you know, the aspect of people, of users, has become something that SEOs can't ignore anymore. I guess we used to be very much focused on on, on Google and the search engine and how it processes the text, but we can't ignore that. Like, for example, um, I was frequently um, pitched by agencies who would tell me uh, to have significantly more content on my category pages because then that would help me rank higher. But I actually disagree with that because I think that the purpose of the content in a category page um, has to be closely tied to intent. It's a transactional page. So the purpose of, of the user here is you know, to make a transaction. He was looking to buy something. So, um, but what would get that person to buy some context because if they found my brand on Google, maybe they don't know it. So let me give you some. So there's a lot of uh, connections, things that I take into account in, in, in writing content is also branding and tone of voice and things like that, that maybe are not as regarded by, by other SEOs. So that's another aspect that I add into tailoring the content. So in addition to thinking about the most relevant pages uh, for internal links and the keyword clusters that are most relevant, also think of the user and add that aspect as well. So who is the person who wants to come in, who wants to buy the thing? So he needs the right context and he needs to understand that the brand is trusted. So also EAT has to do with that it's less important in in e-commerce i think but i also but i actually do think it's important because no matter in which industry you are you need to trust the the page that you're going into so you have context about the brand you have context to tell you that you've arrived into the right place and if not there is very tightly connected context contextual links uh, that will get you surely uh, to the place that you wanted to get to, even if you haven't. So kind of tailoring a one-stop shop. So you say your category pages are transactional. 
do you not want your transactional pages ever to be ranked? No, no. I mean, for transactional queries, definitely. I'm just saying uh, the copy doesn't have to be incredibly long uh, to make the point. Understood. Uh, they're already transactional in, in intent. So just make sure that you complete that intent with your copy and include that with uh, the keyword clusters and uh, the internal links that are highly hyper relevant uh, to what you're trying to convey. So going back to your keyword clusters, then, is there a certain maximum number of keywords that should be in a keyword cluster? Uh, Are we talking about 5, 10, 20 keywords, or is it impossible to put a number in it? Is it all contextual? I think it's very much contextual. I wouldn't put a number on it, especially because it depends a lot on uh, the type of space that you have. As I said, for example, in a transactional page, uh, you don't have a lot of space. You don't want to get the products down. You don't want to get the information down uh, the folds. So you still have to consider that. Uh, so as far as, um, however, when you have like long form content, so you can definitely go wild <laughs> as much as it still makes sense uh, and add as many keyword clusters uh, as you can. But when you have short um you know, a limited space uh, to use the clusters. So, you know, prioritize your clusters, use the ones that would make the most impact uh, with the least amount of effort, I would say. You, you got to really pick your keywords uh, carefully when it comes, you know, depending on the space that you have. Okay, so say you've got several important keyword phrases that you want to rank for within your keyword cluster. So so say you've got five to 10 keyword phrases that you really want to rank for, and it's impossible, obviously, to get all those keyword phrases and titles, headings in in your conventional um, areas for SEO. Um, Is it then important to have separate pages targeting those keyword phrases? Or is it still probably better from a UX perspective and also possibly from an SEO perspective, to just incorporate those keyword phrases within minor headings and the content further on the page? And and do you have just as big an opportunity to rank for those keyword phrases then? So I think I would refer to this as a developing process. So what I would do is I would try to go with the first version uh, in which I would do the best that I can to actually include as many clusters as I can, again, with my limitation and just being aware of the fact that I haven't um, included 100% of the cluster. That's probably uh, very difficult to do. So I will have that in the text. Uh, The internal links allow me to have more context without disrupting uh, the flow of the context. uh, If we you know, display them as as filters to the page, for example, or as um, breadcrumbs, for example. So that's kind of a way to insert more context to the page. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I would go ahead with that as my first version and see how that page performs. And then, um, uh, you know, to, to continue boosting that page, I would also do exactly as you said. So include, uh, find places to include more parts of the clusters in pages in places like h1s navigation etc if i hadn't done that already and then the next stage would be to see okay to evaluate 
I'm not uh, 100% there on where I'd like to do uh, what I'd like to do with the cluster. If the rest of the cluster is important to me enough, then I would go ahead and maybe divide that cluster into two and create a different page um, that I would link from my first page. And then the context will remain strong and maybe think of, of what to do there that would perhaps be different. Also, intent is uh, is super important. Uh, I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting paid for this, but Keyword Insights actually gives you the cluster and the intent. Uh, and now that SEMrush has intent as well, so you can you have all these arsenal of tools and, uh, and context. So once you get the context and the intent, then you have like all the pieces of the puzzle and you can um, think about taking a different approach to perhaps the next page of the cluster. Uh, if again, all these optimizations across the way um, didn't hit the mark, even though I actually do think that there is a big chance that they actually did because Google, you know, it's very, it's very clever in understanding that, you know, you only have 10% of the cluster and uh, rank you for the other 90%. Uh, if you do things right. And if the page, you know, is, is good on the technical side as well, like properly, all that stuff. So you mentioned breadcrumbs as a good way to add internal links and increase page relevancy. Uh, what about other internal linking opportunities? What, what does the optimum internal link strategy look like in 2022? So I think, I think the, the ideal for me would be automation. So I think that's what I do when I look at the, at the different pages that you know, inside Datacamp, for example, I'm, I'm going to find a way to um, look at the information architecture of the website and see how I can manage to connect everything together. So internal linking in 2022 for me is about defining or help define your information architecture in the way that Google would understand. So that's the main uh, weapon uh, of information architecture, internal linking. So I would look at a few things, like for example, uh, look at the structure of my website. Like for example, Screaming Frog gives you a visual on on your hierarchy. So look at that visual and see what needs to be improved. Where pages don't get enough space, uh, don't get enough links inside them, and then do your do your keyword research, and that would enable you to link to them in a in a, in a contextually relevant way. So that's gonna that's gonna help uh, along with the clusters. And then, so that's how you go ahead and build your um, your architecture. And also another uh, element of um, internal linking could also be include a lot of automated modules on um, something in in that in simple terms would be like uh, people also like, or if you took this course, you might, you might love all of the other courses. And if you find an automation to have in each course, five other relevant courses, or mm -hmm. for this product, five other relevant products. So slowly, slowly, you cover the entire website in, in internal linking. Of course, you got to have some rules in place so you don't repeat yourself in every single page to have the same internal linking. But there is a way to to automate this if you're um, if the data in the back end has you know the proper categories and the proper relationships uh, that you plan on doing. So yeah, information architecture. See uh, how you can reuse different modules and automate their 
uh, appearance so you can uh, suggest to your readers more relevant content uh, in every place that you see. And breadcrumbs, as I mentioned, I'm a big believer in breadcrumbs because I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Uh, that's a great way to actually uh, interconnect your entire website as a whole. So uh, internal linking is something that you know is the the trifecta of, of you know all the things that I just said. But uh, internal linking kind of seal. Sorry, uh, breadcrumbs seal the deal. Basically, you will never get lost uh, in the website again. So I'm saying that to to Google and to a person going in my website. So yeah, that that would kind of hopefully seal the deal for 2022. Lots of great tips there. And I just want to ask you so many follow-up questions, but we don't have time for that. So we'll have to try and get you on a future Majestic webinar if possible. But uh, I just want to finish off by asking the question, if an SEO is struggling for time and they, they love what you're saying, they think, yep, I need to focus more on keyword clusters. I need to bring things together, add more context, add more page relevance to what I'm doing, but they're very busy and they don't have much time at the moment. So what's an SEO likely to be doing at the mo- moment that they should probably stop doing in order to spend more time doing what you suggest? Link building. That's uh, my, yeah, I know might be controversial, but you know, I, I've always, I've seen it happen. I, I was working without resource, uh, from a budget perspective, uh, from an outreach perspective. Uh, so I was working only on internal linking and facilitating internal linking. And that brought a massive boost to the website without bothering, uh, with internal linking. I'm not saying it's important. Uh, I'm not saying it's not important. Uh, but what I do say is that if you can prioritize, prioritize internal linking always, because, um, you know, no matter how many links you get inside that drive all that link juice, not a, not a great term. Uh, so Google is still gonna not get your website fully, uh, if it's not interconnected properly, Google is not going to discover pages that you don't link to. And no matter how many links you drive into the site, that's not going to help. So I suggest work for first on having, you know, a properly set up architecture with, um, with the help of internal linking. Uh, put that in your priority first and then go on to link building to seal the deal. Great thoughts. You can find Orit Motznik over at datacamp.com. Orit, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. My pleasure. Thank you, David. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. Mm-hmm.